Well, welcome everybody and glad you could join us for this breakout session, part of the DC Leadership Conference and our President's Meeting today on Sunday. I'm Cindy Hollis, Membership Services Coordinator, and I am here with our uh, Financial Officer, Nancy Becker, Nancy Marks Becker, sorry. Okay. Uh, and uh, so you've got Michigan and Minneapolis. We have uh, one of our panelists is Jane Corona from Maryland. So we're getting the M's covered here. And <laughs> um, and uh, thank you, Doug, for streaming for us. And Sheila is our host today. So, uh, and Carla should be joining us. And she is not from an M state. So that's okay. We'll still let her in. Uh, today, what we really want to talk about is how can, what can we do to make the membership process even better than it is? And uh, I think we, we always have to acknowledge room for improvement. It's, we are a growing organization. And so things that we do, when you have growth, you have change. And we have to be ready to do some changing, all of us do. And so what we're going to do is start off with and have Nancy just explain what is AMMS? What is it? Uh, there are, I've been astounded to learn of presidents who don't even know what AMMS is and uh, that they uh, have the ability and the responsibility to determine who is their membership certification person for their affiliate or persons. And, uh, and so, you know, this, it doesn't always have to be the same person that's been doing it. Uh, you as a president can also be part of this. You can, it, the goal would be, of course, to choose the, the right person for the job, right? The best person to fit in that this seat because it's a big responsibility. So Nancy, tell us what is AMMS? Okay, so AMMS stands for Affiliate Member Management System. So before I started working here, and I bet Cindy remembers it, at one point in time when they wanted to certify members in the first uh, quarter of the year, Everybody sent paperwork in, and that was what was used to record who the members were. So they came up with this electronic system, which is AMMS, to help um, make this process a little bit quicker. So in AMMS, um, the president defines who the member records person is. So they could have one person, they could have two people, they could have three people. And it just all depends on how big the affiliate is and whatever other parameters there are. So the person who is the AMMS user will go into this um, site and for the first, what is it, three and a half months of the year, they will add anybody that they want to be a member or update information on members that they already have. And then as of, I guess, see here if I've got this right. I'll put my glasses on so I can see here, guys. As of March 15th, I don't want to say you're locked out of the system, but we put the system, we freeze it. And at that time, we try to do a catch-up with all the updated information that we received. And Sharon is the person who is handling this. So we take what you give us, and we update our database. I will say that in the first um, couple of years I was here, that Sharon would have thousands of updates to do after the 15th. I, um, the membership records users have gotten much, much better in updating their information as the year goes along or early in January so that we don't have such a push at the end. So then after we um, have everything updated, we send an email out to the records users and let them know that they need to verify the members that they want to submit. So they need to take the, the however they're tracking their members 
and reconcile it or verify that it matches what is an AMMS. And once it matches, then they submit it to us. And once those submissions are all done, then we in our office update our database so that it matches what has been submitted. Once that is done, then I will send an email to, I think it's the president and the AMMS users of record for your affiliate saying, this is how many um, members you have submitted. Here's the number of life members. So this, the bottom line is this is how many members you will owe us money for. And then we tell you what the amount is. And then you have until April 30th to submit that to us. So over the years, um, when we started it, I think it was just you only could put the information in that we were requesting and that was it. As time went on, we had um, affiliates who wanted to add what they call custom fields. So we made it so that every affiliate could have 10 custom fields. But as of right now, you cannot see those custom fields on your record screen. And based on some feedback I had from one of our AMMS users, we are going to be updating that so that you will have the ability to see your custom fields when you're in the record screen. And once it's active, the way you're going to be able to do that is you'd have to go into your settings screen and say that, yes, I want to see it on my record screen, and then you'll be able to see that. The other um, update that we've had is we've added a chapters tab in there. So if you are a larger affiliate and you have 10, 15 chapters, you can put that, um, take that one person and add them to your chapters. So if you're trying to update information and you're updating only one chapter, you can sort and update by that one chapter first. Cindy, is there anything yeah. that I so have for I have, I have a couple of questions for you that, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure of the answers myself. So once somebody has put that information, and I understand all of this syncs with our main database. So this is, you know, every member that joins a chapter or joins an affiliate is also a member of ACB. So unless we have a way to know they've joined, they will never receive benefit of ACB membership if we don't know about them. So we've got to find a way to best make that happen. Um, and we, you know, the AMMS uh, uh, database is one way for you all to have your information and share it with ACB. Uh, but is there a way, Nancy, for someone to take the information that they have in AMMS and pull from it? For example, you said somebody can create a chap, you know, chapters. Mm -hmm. If they wanted to create, just pull a list for, a, you know, A chapter or B chapter, could and send an email out to all of those folks, say in B chapter, or um, send an, an email with to the, their membership person in B chapter uh, that shows all of the people of record that they have in that chapter. Could they do that? Is there a way to, ex I guess it'd be ex export? Yes. So, so Cindy, I'm going to step back and add something that I forgot before, but I will explain how I do it with me being cited, I think I'm going to need some help for you to tell everybody else how to do this because okay. I don't know how it goes through it. The one other thing I forgot is there is in the record screen, you can have anybody that you want associated with your affiliate. So let's say that I am part of the Michigan council and for some reason, I just forget to pay my dues and so I'm not a member of the Michigan Council, let's say in 2020. Michigan probably does not want to just take and remove me from the record screen because if they're going to send information out to current members, they may want to also send mem um, information out to the past members. 
And by leaving everybody in the record screen, you still have access to their address, their phone number, and their email address. So at some point in time, you could be sending me an email and I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, I forgot to renew my membership in 2020, but I want to do it again in 2021. Then when you guys send out reminders about 2021, I can go in and become a member again. So you do want to leave, you do want to leave them in there as associated. I'm not saying forever, but I would do it for a couple of years. And if a couple of years you don't have contact with them, then you could delete them out of your, uh, out of your affiliate. But I wouldn't do that right away. So if you have a list of people and you're interested in reaching out to them, there is on the record screen, there is a row that starts with the word homepage on there. And you can go over there and you can print it if you'd like to. So there's a printer-friendly download. There is an Excel export. And once you export all that information, you can sort your Excel spreadsheet and send your information out to people. And then there is also a CSV export. So you can pull at any given time, you can pull that information out of, out of AMMS. So let's say, let's say um, we're coming to July and you add five new people in July and you've updated your information, Sharon pushes it to our donor database. It comes back into AMMS. You should be able to export that and they will be on there. So Cindy, I tried to explain it from a sighted person's point of view. Um, can you explain to me how you see it when you're in the AMMS? Hang on just a split second. I am assisting Carla. <laughs> so you talk, talk on something else, Nancy. <laughs> okay. um, Let's see. Why don't you, why don't you, um, Talk a little bit about, here's the question I have. Can somebody add someone as an associate member without counting them as a member if they've never been a member? Does that make sense? Yes, you can. You can add them in the record screen. You can add them on your record screen. It does not affect your certification at all. So the way you certify members for the first part of the year is you have to go to that certification tab. And when you're in that certification tab, just a minute here. Well, my screen's, my, my computer's not cooperating. It's thinking very hard. So when you go into the certification tab, you want to, I think you're on the, when you're on, for me, when you're on the very right of the row, you can edit and certify them. Um, right now, I, I, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm getting a little confusing here. Right now, when you're in the records tab, you should not see or be able to certify anybody. So if you want somebody to be part of your affiliate, but not be a member, go into the record screen and add them. One of the advantage and, and uh, Sheila, just letting you know that Carla is going to attempt to join. She does not have internet. She is going to attempt to join in via phone. So if you see a, a, a phone number join in, uh, we'll ask her to raise her hand when she does. Um, and you can unmute her. Okay. Yeah, that'd be the 502 is her. Yes. Are you there, Carla? She's got a hand yes, right. I am here. Okay, yep. perfect. Okay. So, Carla, we will leave you unmuted. Uh, and so you can unmute and mute yourself at, at will. Uh, Great. Okay. All right. So, uh, actually, why don't we uh, jump in now to talk to uh, our two panelists about how they use AMMS. And uh, so, Jane, why don't we start with you? And why don't you tell us, you, do you do it for more than one affiliate? And are, do you handle them differently or the same? What, what do you do in, in the process? Okay. Um, hi, everyone. I am treasurer of the Braille Revival League and of ACB of Maryland. So I'm responsible for doing the AMMS um, activities for both affiliates. Um, 
I can well remember when I was treasurer of Guide Dog Users Incorporated, that was when we had all those big 15 by 12 or whatever uh, big um, tractor fed sheets and my reader still remembers and every year we had to do that by hand. Um, so it's a lot easier now. I don't have to, to get my reader to, to get involved in it. Um, I must admit I am one of those or those uh, two affiliates who who don't update people throughout the year. It would probably be easier for myself if I did, but I, I get to January and I think, oh my God, I've got to check all these people. So um, I tend to scurry around uh, in January and, and update all of my records and verify everybody and a couple of people I showed as life members and ACB didn't. And then, you know, um, and, and some of the addresses were different. So I had to call the people. So um, January is pretty busy around here, but I've done everything. I finished yesterday. So, um, hey, hey, can uh, yeah. I interject on something you're saying? So, I would like to thank you for calling in about those life members because there's times at convention we have surprise life memberships, and while we and we can't put it in our donor database when the payment is made, sometimes we just sort of forget to update our database. Mm-hmm. So, if you yeah. think somebody is a life member and yeah. they're not mark, let us know. So, Jane. Well, see, when I when I go to the convention things, the Sunday night, whatever the the opening session, I I specifically listen for who's getting a life membership, and if it's one of my people, you know my they're my people, you know. Of course when, they are. When, when one of my people gets a life <laughs> membership, I write them down, and yeah. I put them in whatever database that it comes into. So, um, but I find that that the. Every year I have to teach myself again how to use the AMMS system. And this year it's gone surprisingly well. Last year I had some computer glitches. Of course, you know, my computer had glitches last year. But this year it's gone ex- you know, exceedingly well. Um, so I even was able to uncertify all of my people for the first time. And I normally have to get somebody in Minneapolis to do it. So after my training with Lane this time, I, I was able to do it, and I wrote to him and thanked him. I did it myself. I love it. I'm proud, yeah. So. Well, I want to compliment you on – you said something pretty darn important, and um, I – I don't know that I can emphasize it enough, especially this year, but you said that there's been a lot of updating of contact information that you've done, and I don't think enough of our affiliates do that and it's so important uh, oh, it, it's I go through them with a fine tooth comb. I look at every record every oh. everybody that has if, if somebody gets a new email address a new phone number and we need that for lots of reasons but especially this year if if we want to ensure that all of our members have opportunity to vote in yeah. our convention elections we want mm-hmm. to make sure we have corrected information so yeah I, that's what i i I, that was running through my mind when yeah. when I was making sure that the email addresses and and everything was correct and it, the addresses so that if they didn't have an email, uh, vote now can send them a postcard. So, um, exactly. so that would be that would be important too. All right. So I do want to add on to that. So yesterday we talked about um, vote now, and it, we can send postcards out. But I want to stress that if somebody has an email address, please give it to us. Because right Absolutely. Now, right now, I think somebody sent us something middle of December. We didn't get it for five weeks. Yeah. And we only have an email or a, a, a postal address for somebody. They may not get their voting information until voting is done. So, And then they have to get someone to read it to them if they're blind. Exactly. So, yeah. so email is a much better way. I know when GDUI used to do it, um, um, we, we always sent out, or they always sent out email addresses for where we had them, and it's a lot more efficient that way. All right. Let's, let's go to Carla. And Carla, can you share with us how you use AMS? Yes. Uh, and I do it a little differently <clears throat> from Jane in that my timing is different. 
uh, I'm sure we follow the same processes because you have to do that in AMMS as far as, you know, you're going to enter things in the fields and all this stuff and be sure that it's checked and so on. But, but my timing is different. Um, I'm just beginning when Jane is finishing up. And here's the reason why. And I, first I'll say I do certify for four groups. I certify for lions, families, um, Lua, and the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Now, in the case of lions and families, they're about the same size affiliate. And I think that is important when we're talking about AMMS because it's, it's, it's real different for a large, large affiliate, a mid, a mid-size affiliate and a, and a relatively small one. Lions and families are now, they're probably going to turn in about 80 to 85 people this year, which was, will be a new high for them for the last several years. Um, Lua is going to be in that 150 range, which again is going to be a new high for them for several, for several years, not an all time high, but a, a significant growth in the, in, in, recently. And the Kentucky Council of Blind is around 300 people. So, you know, I can't speak to California or Florida, but most other affiliates, I, I cover them in size. So, uh, you know, we we need to have all of our new people, and we need to emphasize how things have changed in the last couple of years. We need to have our new people or any changes or deletions that we want to make done by March 15. But we don't have to have all of our renewals certified if there's no change until, Nancy, is it March 31? It is. Okay. Yes, so, March 31st, yes. Yeah, so March 31 is when I have to send you my certified list. So that to me says that between March 15 and March 31, if I get a renewal that comes in late, um, and I want to be sure they're on that list, and this year we want to be sure every single one is because of the voting, um, then I can still make that certification for that person that requires no change. So talking about priorities, priorities are the changes and the new people and the deletions be done absolutely deadline March 15. Um, and then renewals, you can double check all that list, make sure it's all set right before you send it to Nancy by March 31. Um, if I, if I finish that up, by February 15, oh my goodness, um, most, in fact, in the case of all four of the affiliates that I certify for, that would mean that people who were joining now who heard some great community event and now wants to be part of a particular group that they heard about on a community event, they could not be certified for, or they would not be certified for 2021. And to make them wait to be able to participate, even as a voting member, if they've paid their dues now and, and they can't vote until 2022, to me, is that's not okay. So um, also, it could be that those people um, being certified, you know, the affiliates get a vote for every 25 members or a major portion thereof. So... I want to get my affiliate that I'm certifying for, I want them to have as much of a voting presence as they can. So by by including the people that uh, are new to March 15 or renew by March 31, um, I may even have a group that gets one, maybe two extra votes. So just depending on how things go in a year. But, I will tell you, I was on the board, uh, and and Brooke Holly was there, and so I think it was around 2010 that we first started talking about AMMS, and there were a lot of people around that table that didn't think it would be possible to do the things that we wanted it to do, and Lane was there, and we all thought it would cost far less money than it wound up costing, and some of them said, well, you just can't do it for this amount of money, and and you know that but we finally at the end of the day 
decided that we would start down this road. And AMMS has undergone a number of changes over the years. I've certified every year that AMMS has existed for uh, the four affiliates. And Jane is so right. The difference in doing that by hand and doing it on this database is night and day. Yeah, and the can and I, the final can I, thing. Um, can I update what I what I said? I I think I give you a gave you a misconception. Um, okay. Even though I've I've updated a lot of my all of my people, um, uh-huh. I have three more to put in today. So oh, good. I'm still working on it. I'm, I'm I don't cut off until okay. until it's time to start certifying people. Yeah. I mean, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. I'll take all the new people I can get. Um, yeah. so, so I don't. Can I do? Can I also clarify something? I I heard, and I I could have misheard, but I heard the concern that you don't want to miss anybody. You want to get everybody certified because they want you want them to be able to vote, even after March thirty one. Uh, people, you can still certify members, right? Through AMMS, they just won't count toward your affiliate vote, but they still can join as a member and still be able to vote at convention as an individual. But uh, it does shut down, Cindy. Uh, for, uh, yeah, for yeah. a couple of weeks. I, right. understand, I understand that, but yeah. I'm just I'm just want to clarify that we. It's not that we cut. We can't. Nobody can join after mm-hmm. March 31. What is they, the record date for voting this year? Yeah, da, da, da. let's see here, July 16th. I think it's going to be... June 16th? I think it's June 16th, but okay. let me, let me yeah. look at the month document. before. Yeah, it's 30 okay. days. It's 30 okay. days. Yeah, and that's, I, that's the date I've been hearing, so we'll see mm-hmm. if I'm okay. right. Um, yeah. It's June 16th. So, you know, we just want to make sure that even... and you know you you may likely get new people between that march 31 and june <laughs> fill in the blank mm-hmm. date mm-hmm. uh and so you still want to include them the other the other thing that once somebody joins your affiliate and um this is a question really posed to you both right now and maybe one we'll open up as well to to others here but once you uh are done and say somebody joins um i and i feel confident that if somebody joins in may you're gonna you're gonna get them entered even if they're not adding to your vote affiliate vote absolutely but let's just say somebody joins on june 30th or august 1st what is what do you do at that point I do nothing. I do nothing. Okay. And so when, and, and I appreciate your guys' candor, and I believe you are the norm. Unless I think they I want think the Braille Forum. If they really say they want the Braille Forum and they're really interested in that, then I'll put them in and call Sharon and tell them, you know, that this is a new member to send them the Braille Forum. So we well, want to find we, a but way. Before we oh, go on. get off of that, though, sure. we need to say, because Jane has mentioned the Braille Forum, if it is a an email subscription to the Braille Forum, anybody can get email it. people can sub to that list. Yes. And so I still do nothing except make sure they're subbed to that list. So, you know, one of the things that is of concern to me, so remember my role as membership services coordinator. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I was hired to to work on you know membership retention and recruitment and you know how the health of this organization and uh and so of course it's important to me to know how how we're doing in that regard and we've got now an ongoing program that we know is bringing in new members uh and and certainly uh Carla, you have alluded to the major growth in affiliates that have, you know, benefited from, uh, you know, mm-hmm. probably the virtual convention as well as absolutely calls, right? So especially the special interest groups. So yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm 
how do we know how can we tag uh you know these that there's growth because of these programs and in, in an organization where you know we want to make sure that I'll give an example that the community events continue, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, it's going to require some financial support in the future, um, as it has already, since most of my time has been dedicated to building it <laughs> and keeping it going. Um, you know, numbers are pretty important. You want to show cause and effect. You want to show that this is a value to the organization as a whole, but we don't get those real-time numbers. And so, you know, and I understand why people don't. The other the other is there's a disconnect. If somebody wants to join, um, a, get an IRA uh, subscription under the membership oh. of ACB and, and mm-hmm. enjoy a $10 discount, uh, there's a verification of membership that takes place for that to occur, um, we send out dots and dashes to all of our members on Fridays, which has been, I mean, I've heard really positive things about that communication. It's brief, it's informative, little, you know, short glimpses of what's going on. We're not allowing you know, all of our members to have that if they if they haven't passed up the line. And it came prevalent to me or obvious to me what was happening when some of my hosts who host for me, when I went to enter them as volunteers, they weren't in our database, yet they are members of ACB. Well, no, they're not members of ACB. They joined an affiliate, but we never, it never made it to us. Right. That's well, a good point. I think I'll probably start being sure. more diligent about that. I, I had never really thought of some of those things. So I, I, I'm just curious. So what can we do to? I, and Nancy said that we, you could add people as associate members. Um, if you're going to hang on, especially people that join, say, in November, right? You have people that join in November. There are such benefits to being a member of ACB. Well, but Cindy, wait. But we have the the three special interest affiliates mm-hmm. that I certify for begin collecting their dues in July for the next year. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So in July... People are paying, and coming out of that convention this past summer, it was an amazing thing. And we had a lot of people that were interested in joining and people that had not participated before. And they have continued to participate in those activities because they pay their dues. And so, like, for example, if they join Lua, they're going to get the Lua ledger um, coming out of that, they, they don't wait until March 15 to get the Lua Ledger. They're getting it um, when Absolutely. it comes out in the fall. So the problem is, has been, that if we certify them as a member in AMMS, uh, and we do that in, on uh, July 28, for example, mm-hmm. then when we certify them, ACB calls me up and says, well, you know, you owe for this member. Well, I'm going to pay for them in March. Right. And, and so it's, it's a, it's a problem. No. And that's, that's, I, I'm glad you're, you're articulating that. It's right. where I'm, that's where I was headed. Yes. That's why I, I want, thought I, I wanted want to make Nancy, that a little clear. I want Nancy to hear <laughs> this is our dilemma because we want, we still want to count people. Absolutely. We want everybody. We don't want anybody to get you know, fall through the cracks. Right. And and if we get someone on August 1st and we don't, ACB doesn't see their dues until until March, you know, right. until, in, until the next ACB year. ACB doesn't know they're there until March. We don't know that they're there, but they right. could still be receiving, you know, some of these Absolutely. other, yep. you know, qualifiers and they yep. think that they're a member right they yes. think they are and they are and, in a way 
they are you know? according to you guys, but they're not, we don't have any record of that. That's so, right. Nancy, right. do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> well, right now. Tell us how to fix it, Nancy. Nancy, well, fix see, it for us. <laughs> you, 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 you shouldn't have to pay for them. So here's from a financial perspective, you guys. No, I don't want it. I don't want your financial perspective. I want to know uh, how do we, we fix it. <laughs> so I need to we're not going to pay double. <laughs> I sort of need to follow what's in our bylaws, you guys. So it, it does well, say that if they're a member that they do need to pay. And when we are audited by our auditors, they, they track to see how many people are our members. And they look to see who has paid for it. So we are working through a process right now so that it would be, I would say, Cindy, easier for people to add members to their list and not have to pay in the last half of the year. So we haven't come to any conclusion yet, but we are working on something that, that, would, be good. that, that would make I guess it. I figure that since, since the voting is over, then mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to pay for them until they renew again for the next year and I'll pay for them in March for the upcoming year, but then they can, they can vote. But so if they join in July and the voting is already done and they can get everything else from ACB, except the IRA, you know, they can get the forum and they can get the community calls and whatever. I don't see why I have to pay $5 for them. You know, right. So, and I think that you're quite frankly, those emails can get forwarded at any place, you know? Yeah. So, and I think that that's, that's what, that is our dilemma. So I'd like to know, is there anybody in the audience uh, that, that um, pays that, that it is a habit of yours uh, to always, as soon as someone joins, whether it's September 1st, July 30th, whatever, if it's after that date of record, that June 16th this year or whatever, do you do you uh, certify them as a member in AMS and and then pay their dues to ACB? Anyone? There Anything? are people there are people that do, right. do that. I'm asking people in the audience right now. Is anybody raising their hand? They they are, but they had their hands raised before you asked the question. So okay, okay, gotcha. Nobody. I'm not sure. Okay, all right. Um, why don't we go to? Why don't we start going to some of the raised hands? See what kind of questions people have, and maybe we'll come up with some more ways but boy this one is really important to me because i feel like as soon as someone joins our affiliates we want them to we we want everyone to know they're a member of acb and we want to make sure that that link is connected asap and that they are receiving all you know privileges afforded to them at that point and Mm -hmm. um and that we can track you know our membership uh, in and real Cindy, time this is not just an AMMS problem I've been sending in membership lists since the mid-1970s and when we were doing it on paper and when we were collecting we were still having we had the same conversation back then and you know except it was even more confusing because everything was hard copy there sure. wasn't any email, so you have you're hitting on a real important problem here. So it is, you know. and I, it's it's one I identified as soon as I came on board, right? And I and you probably I, identified it when you were in Washington because you had you're to be right. on the other but side. I I definitely want to. Yeah, we saw it even in on a state level, right? The chapters right. did the same thing. We've right. got you know somebody said that. If you want people to do something, you have to. It, there's got to be a benefit for them, right? So we've got to make this. There, there are benefits to being a member of ACB, and um, and there, we we want this to. We want your AMS record for your affiliate 
to be complete all the time. We want it to be something you can go to, not just on March 15th or whatever mm-hmm. that date, magic date is for you. Uh, you know, this should be a tool that you as an affiliate can use all year round. And so we've got to find a way to connect all of these dots so that it benefits everyone and no one is falling through the cracks. Right, we've got yeah, to find and, a way. And, and using as we update, I, I would love it if people, when I see records from other affiliates and the addresses are updated or whatever, if they would please use that reason that um, the reason field oh, yeah. that where you can type I always in. Always use that. Oh man, if they would just type it in <clears throat> and put in why they're updating and and give it and the date goes and put the date in there, that would be so helpful because yeah. That database Carla. is a great way to keep your list updated. Carla, do you my, my name, my, on your my side, initials. Carla, you on, your, on your side, do you see when somebody else has made an update on one of your members? I see the last update that they put in that. It, it shows me what those um, what the last update is. I don't sometimes know who it came from. I don't mm-hmm. even care who it came from. Uh, but if an address has changed then I do see that change of address, and it's extremely useful for that purpose. I, I always update my membership back. from yeah. AMMS. I see them. Yeah. Okay. All right, Sheila, let's let's jump into some uh, responses from people. Okay, Jean. Hi. Um, Hi, Jean. I've been doing AMMS through New York since 2013. So I had a, a few comments, and then I had a question for Nancy. I update as I go along um, when my chapters send me changes. Um, as far as certifying during the year, I was under the impression that the only time you could certify people was in March. So ah. I, I didn't, so. I've never gone into the certification field the rest of the year. I didn't think I could certify anybody. Okay. I do add new people and I have told my treasurers to pay dues for them up until like, I don't know, August, September. We have a policy in New York that we don't, if somebody joins during the last quarter of the year, um, we don't make them pay dues the next year. We carry it over. So I have asked my treasurers to send, send dues in for these people. I don't know that it always happens. Mm-hmm. I do know that when I send um, somebody new, when I put somebody new in that Sharon, you know, automatically, if they ask for the forum, she said updates everything and she sends it to them. So, um, I don't know if Cindy, you know that they're new new members, but I know that the the new members are getting all the material they're supposed to get. Good. If they are put in as a new member, then yeah. they're then then we have those numbers. Okay. So but again, there's a lot of people that aren't putting that in. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Well, but I we, always do. I always say, you know, and and when you put it in and it get to, you know, if you if you put in somebody new, it always says add new member and and you just click on the add and and it sure. does it. Um, I always um, put my date and my initials when I do an update. Um, I see other updates, but I think they come from if Sharon changes something. And I've seen some of them that are there for years and years. Sure. And, you Jean, know, if what's I open, your question for Nancy? I, I want to make sure we I get to everybody. My question is for Nancy. Um, yesterday during the board meeting, you said um, you were talking about the gender and ethnicity yes. field. Yes. Um, which I put it out to my state and I only got four responses. But anyway, you said that members are going to be able to go in and change those um, fields themselves if they want to. They can. They can. So are they, they going to be able to change everything in their record or just that? They can change their address in there, their phone number, their um, email address. They can change most anything in there that they want. Okay. So it, it, it will be nice in the in the aspect that you won't have to reach out to them every single year. So then, the, so then, if I go in and look at their record, they're going to have made changes that I might not necessarily know about. Correct. Well, it'll be made though. It'll 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 come back. You'll see it though in your records. So yeah. what it'll what what happens here here is when you are let's say you're updating your um, one of your members. Right. It sends a notification to Sharon. Sharon looks at it, and, you know, I, I can tell you there's days I have fat fingers. So you may have a number in the middle of somebody's name, and Sharon will look at that and go, no, that's not right. 
but she knows the rest of like, let's say it's the address is correct. She will fix that, update it in our donor database. And the next time it syncs with AMMS, you will have that updated information. The same is going to happen with somebody who is updating their member's profile themselves. We will look at it. And if there's uh, something wrong in there that we know that they didn't mean to do that, we will update it push it up into our database, and then next time it syncs with AMMS, you'll have the updated information. Well, my only concern is I keep chapter lists in Word documents, and when I go to verify things at the end of the year, I find an awful lot of changes I didn't know about. Okay. Well, and that's, and that's I, I think that that's why I hope that one day that everyone will be able to figure out a way to be able to use AMS for you know what I mean? That it's not just feeding information to ACB, but it's something that you use at, and can use on a daily basis uh, comfortably. And we are working on some ideas around that, some extensions that can be created. Um, and so stay tuned. Uh, there's, there's, that, you know, one of the things that, and I hope it can happen is, and I can't remember what Brett referred to it as, but it was, um, creating a where it could be an excel spreadsheet so when you are interacting with ams it would be an a, an excel spreadsheet that you would uh, be working with directly instead of what you see on the website itself uh, so those are kinds of things that we're looking at trying to make this as user friendly as possible so that you would be uh you'd want to keep this as your daily way of tracking things and and not just approach it that one time a year or you know twice a year at the beginning of the year so can i ask a question about the the new fields that are going to be there that are added the two the Um, two fields yeah i i see a problem with it as it is and i don't know whether there's going to be a change in it or not um, when I say I, I, I go to the record screen and I see Jane Doe and I have to arrow all the way to the right through her, her address and her, all that and the gender and there's nothing in the gender mm-hmm. or the ethnicity field. So I got to arrow all the way to the right to where it says edit and then, then I hit edit. Then I got to go all the way back to the beginning, tab all the way over to the gender and put that in and all the way over to the ethnicity. To yeah, me, you got that right, Jane. <laughs> it would be a lot easier if maybe not maybe i don't know but it would be a lot easier if it could be one step you know you can edit right there in the records screen um only have to go across it once um you know um they would be you wouldn't have the the choice to view or edit or or one one field one one thing you could edit actually in the record screen without having to go to the the um, um, edit records. I, I find a lot of times I, I see some information that I have that AMMS doesn't, and it's just too much trouble. Yeah, yeah. No. I have a mm-hmm. cell phone number, but you don't. But it's so much trouble to go all yep. the way over. You know. So okay. I wish so, that that. James, would be- so what I'm hearing is, uh, let's say, let's say it's you for gender. You're going over in your, your under your name. Hmm. When you came to the gender field, you would like to be able to, like, just say, like, I would like to be able to and edit it immediately. Edit any field okay. from that main screen. And and the other thing, while I'm making changes, <laughs> is um, <laughs> that you have home phone and cell phone. A lot of times now, people's cell phone is their the home phone, main yeah. number. So what I've done for, for my databases, I have primary phone and alternate phone so you know that it, it's a lot more conducive to to what life is really like now although i would say that um the reason that it's good for us to know if it's a cell phone if we end up going to something where we send texts if you well, have your cell phone yeah. as a main number we don't know that it's a text number so uh, i think that it's okay maybe for you should put in a, text a cell field. phone I think it's okay for somebody to tell you whether it's a cell phone or a text or a, a phone. I think it's a fast for a text number. Well, I mean that's a whole nother then we have another field. But if you have a home number and a cell okay. number But you, you but you could say cell or texts 
Cindy, and that way then that gets that number in the right place. Well, and I'm just I'm just thinking yeah. that you don't always have to put a home number. So, right. Carla, okay. am I hearing cell slash text? Yeah. As one column? Yes. Because then I know where to put that cell number in. I wouldn't, if they use that for their home phone, and that's a really good point because a lot of people do, then I know to put that number in the, in the cell, the text area. I know it can receive text. So I'm going to put it there instead of in the home phone. But then I would probably put it into both because that is the well, primary number. Well, it, it, sure. that's okay. Well, that'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. okay but, yeah. Yeah. but Cindy's so, got a point. It needs to be in that text true. area. It's, yeah, they true. need to know if it can yeah. get text. Yep. I'll get um, off on that. We don't have one, one other tiny thing. thing. Hang tight, guys. Hang tight. Hang tight. We're talking about okay, wait, each wait. Other. I want clarification here. <laughs> sure. You guys are fine with the home phone. But then that's the it. other column you want it to say cell slash text. Yeah, that would be fine. That would be fine. That's fine. Clarification. Okay, hang, hang tight for just a second, guys. We only have about uh, a little over five minutes, and <laughs> I want to see how fast things go, right? I can call Nancy. Take another person. We, we probably do. Um, Sheila, why don't we go to the – hang tight, Carla, with, your, with, with what you had a comment about, and we will get to it if we can. No, no. I'll just talk to Nancy about it later. Okay. It'll be okay. She's got me on the dial. Go on, Sheila. Sharon, go ahead. <laughs> you may unmute. <laughs> got to keep this rowdy crowded. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Sharon. Hi. I have two questions. One of them is, um, I think I heard Nancy say that anybody can go into AMMS, and I thought it was restricted to people who had that code. No. Am I, okay. Oh, no. Am I, and my but, second question is... Um, for the community call people that call in who we don't know if they're members. Yeah. Is there a way, Cindy, that you find out that they're not and can send them to the potential affiliate? You wish. Yeah. I wish. So right now, so I'm going to answer the community one and I'll let, I'll let uh, Nancy respond to the, uh, how individuals can input their information. So unfortunately with zoom, Unless we pay a lot of, no, first, unless we do registration only, so where people have to register for every single event, Mm -hmm. that is the only way Zoom provides us with individual information. So we we learned in my week from you know where in April of last year. I'll never forget that week. It was not a good fun week at all. Uh, that we don't do registration and we have, you know, 90 calls in, an, in, in yeah. a week and many people want to do, say, 15 of them. They, they don't want to have to register for those and it, it just requires too much from folks. So at this point, there is no easy way for us to capture information from individuals that are joining in the calls. It is something I wish... And mm-hmm. certainly, if I ever get a conversation with Zoom people, I have a list of things. <laughs> you, okay. you think you have your wish list for, for Nancy? Um, mine's probably triple or quadruple that uh, for Zoom. So, all right. And now okay. I'm, I'm going to let Nancy respond. Okay. So, Sharon, as an individual, you can go into members.acb.org. And yep. log into your members account. I can uh-huh. tell you, you do have a members account. I do. I do. You can go in there and let's see here. When you're in the screen, uh, for me, it's the right-hand side. There is a link that says my account. If you click on yeah. my account, you can edit your information in there. Oh, so for, for okay. AMS, the first people who are designated as the members records people that is designated by the president. So the yes. only people that are members records users are the people that the president has okay. designated. So I could not um, edit a record for one of my chapter members right. just for myself. Okay. Just for yourself. Okay. And then that okay. information though will yeah. be passed along to your affiliates that you belong to once it's updated in donor perfect and then it feeds back into ams so So i need a password for that yes does an individual need a password to yes yes Uh yes how do you get that you create your own oh 
I, you know, and if you haven't created an account, we can help you with that. This is our intention for convention is you used to yeah. have a username and password for yeah. convention. We're trying to have it so all these different accounts <clears throat> that you guys have will be merged into one member's one. account. Once like you log into your member's account, you will see all the links that are available to you. Like scholarship for me because I'm on yes. that committee. Yes, yeah. everything. So, yeah. What's yeah. available so I could, to you? Is I could to. go to tell all of my people to go into their members.acb and update yes. org and put in their, yes. their gender and their. Yes. So I don't have to go all across. Twice yes. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, okay, you can. I'm do that. Oh, <laughs> if they want it in there, then I don't <laughs> have to edit it all. Just so you know, right now in the members account, we're trying to do some cleanup before we do this push out to everybody. But mm -hmm. if you want to tell your people, they can, if they don't have an account, tell them they can go ahead and create an account. What I do not want them to do is if they don't remember their password, please do not in. go out <laughs> and use a different email address and create another account because your membership account is linked to your, to our database. And that lets us know whether you are a member or not. So come voting time, if you've created two different accounts, and one of them, you've just gotten rid of that email, and that's the one that your membership um, information is linked to. You won't get the you won't get the email um, letting you know what your unique code is for voting. Right so now, there was a is, problem. Is ACB going to do there that? Was, oh, just a minute, guys, please, please. There was a problem, uh, Nancy, because when I had forgotten my password, and when I went to try to like reset it, we're it fixing ask, that. Perfect. Yeah, you know about that. It didn't. Okay, yeah, so you guys, okay. we only have a couple of minutes left. Okay, thank you. So I'm going to, Chris, go ahead. Um, so my question is, um, <clears throat> when people belong to multiple affiliates, does each affiliate pay ACB five bucks? Yes. yes. Okay, I mean, because I, I really didn't, I never knew. I just, it just. Yes. It just yep. you know, I just paid the affiliate its dues. Nope every every affiliate uh, pays for each member within their affiliate to ACB. So all right, thank you, Chris. Donna, Mountain Donna. Yeah, <laughs> got it. <laughs> um, so back to what the original question was with the the uh, inserting you know members. Um, I started with. I'm sort of new at it, kind of, and I just became treasurer of AABT. And so I started entering new members. But then when I all of a sudden got this bill for five bucks, I thought, wait a minute here. I'm going to be paying for these people yep. now and in March. So I quit that's, that's entering honest. information. Thank so if, you. Yep, yeah, that could get good. fixed. But I had one other question. And maybe Don, I, I want to talk to you about that because you shouldn't be getting a bill right now. Now, this was way back, and this, okay. this is this okay. is again in that, yeah, in that like period. In okay, in that September, period that we've talked about where people yeah. don't want to. Okay, yeah. Give, yeah. You know, and if it, you don't it, pay it, Donna, you'll get a phone call. Oh, I paid it. I mean, <laughs> the voice but then, of experience. But, <laughs> but, then, but then, I, I quit. Yes. You know, Let's I quit. Okay. Rihanna. That's okay. Yeah. All right, what's your next? Yeah, um, this might not pertain to here, but I just thought I'd ask it. Um, so, is is there a way when um, we receive our our quote unquote bills for what we owe for members. Is there a way for us to pay those electronically or we, we still need to write a physical check? Oh no. I pay with a debit card all the time. Yeah, yeah me just too. Give us a, just give us a Credit call. Card. Okay. Give all right. Thank you. And we're gonna take one more. Michael, you may unmute. Well good morning everyone. Uh this is uh Last minute, Michael, I am lucky to only have one uh, affiliate that I uh, maintain uh, memberships for. I'm treasurer of FIA. And my what I want to do is try to articulate what I think I've heard here and see if I've got it right. And then I do have one question that would relate to my affiliate. Uh, my understanding of what you have given me here in terms of deadlines, and this is not exactly as I understood it before, is that before March 15th, I'm putting in all of the new people and you've got to have them by then. Then between March 15th and March 31, if I get other new people, I can still enter them and they will be able to vote at convention, but they won't count toward the affiliate vote. 
That's true. And then from times after that, uh, yes, I can still enter them, uh, and they can get ACB benefits, but uh, they are not going to be able to vote at convention. And then there's that question about whether there's double payment if uh, I'm entering people between July and uh, the end of the year. So uh, let me let me clarify one thing. Yeah. June sixteenth is actually up until June sixteenth. You can enter new people or renew people and they will be able to vote at convention so there's a date of record um that because people have the right to be able to become a member up till 30 days prior to voting okay gotcha okay so what's the march 31 deadline for your it's your for your affiliate that's when you send your certification in michael that's uh, if you want your affiliate certified on time so, Michael, if you if you only give us, and Carla probably will correct me if I'm wrong, if you only have 25 members in FIA as of March 31st, you get a vote. Right. But if you had... Um, okay, affiliate vote. I got you. Yep. Okay. And then, after, then you have three people join after that. Those three people could actually vote at the convention, but it would not change your vote number. Got it. Now, okay. now uh, Michael, let me ask you- my question very briefly. Okay. Uh, I am the newsletter editor for our state affiliate, and we maintain a completely separate database in order to produce mailing labels for uh, those uh, issues. The way I'm listening to the uh, MMS deadlines, there may be times of the year when I couldn't get into it and do this, but is it possible if I really use the AMMS uh, for everything to go in and separate mailing labels out between uh, the different uh, types of issues that we have, you know, uh, recorded uh, uh, or uh, braille print, etc., large print, and then uh, print labels from the MMS uh, uh, database. And I that's my question. I think that's a Carla question, is it not? Because I think you do that, Carla, <laughs> correct? Uh, no, I don't. It will not print labels. Okay, thank you. That would be but, some reason why so we need to that. we need to work on that, uh, Nancy. Yeah. That would be really. Oh. I mean, if we're talking about making this something that could feed back to our members and give them benefit, so, that would be helpful. Yeah. So let let me, uh, ask, so let, me ask, let me ask a question here. So you don't want it where you put it into an Excel spreadsheet and prints labels. You would like to be able to have a download that you could print labels. Everybody yeah. in the world doesn't use Excel. Yes, that's why I'm asking. That's why yeah. I'm trying to clarify. So you well, would like to have something where you could say, "I want to print labels," and it would pr- it would provide you something that you could use, like let's say a Word document, where you could just automatically print the labels from that. Yeah, I, I haven't tried to do this for for a long time because I just gave up. But um, it, it in the past, if you wanted, it does have an export feature. Yeah, and if you wanted it to export, you were going to get the whole list. All the fields, everything. You were not going to be able to to uh, you drill down on your list and get just the fields you wanted, so you could create a label from it. You had to get the Excel file and then do your own um, your own editing on that file to create your label. So by the time I do that, I'm like Michael. I maintain my own database. But my hope in the beginning was that we could use it for labels. That or at least for too. getting that file that would let us merge it yeah. into WordPerfect and print labels. I mean, not WordPerfect, into Word. <laughs> I wish. Print labels. Lord have mercy. Well, one other thing I really want to do is thank Nancy Marks Becker for all of the great technical assistance she gives technologically retarded people like me in trying to get this done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so Nancy, we, we do need to wind up and I feel bad because there are still raised hands. Uh, and so I, I feel a, we may do something like this again for folks, uh, because this is a worthwhile conversation and we need to keep the conversation going. This is how, again, we grow and learn. And I think it's good, uh, for us to know how people are using it or aren't using it um why should you be keeping two databases really we should have a database 
that can be used by you all year round and that is connected to ACB. That is how we make AMS a benefit to you. And um, we've got to figure that out to make it in Nancy, sorry if I'm giving you gray hairs, but yes, you are. I, I know, I know, but <laughs> well, that, the, Cindy, the real short answer for. is context. And, and we, you know, my database, when we send a newsletter out, we've got 300 members, but I just mailed 500, uh, yes, 500 hard copies mm-hmm. and we'll have 300 more go on email. But that's where you can use the associate associated field right yeah. now i didn't know about the associates thing so i can't wait to get in there and explore that good all okay. right so cindy before you finish up here yeah. i would like to say you guys we have made changes with the chapters the gender ethnicity mm-hmm. and some other things based on feedback now i'm going to say we're not going to be able to turn it around tomorrow and fix it for you but just know that we are trying to improve it so that it is more user-friendly so please let us know if I, if I forget, let me know again, because we do want it to be user-friendly and something that you guys want to use and just keep one set of... Now, I love, I love a lot of the comments that have been shared, and the goal will be to try and make this something that can be used, you know, so you're not keeping two databases. If That's so much more work. No, bring it on. You know, <laughs> exactly. It is. It <laughs> makes it more work for you guys um, because, and, and there's also room for error that something didn't make it into both, right? So uh, we've got we've to find a, a way to do that. Nancy, thank you so much for supporting us and trying to work through this and, uh, and Carla and and Jane, thank you for sharing your guys' experiences. Appreciate thank that, you and for doing it. This yeah, is good. And all of you, thank you. Uh, we'll we'll meet again. I know. <laughs> all right, we want to go back to general sessions, guys, which is uh, the the main num- the main uh, link. So thanks, guys.